Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast with Benji Nyson for the re- preview of the World Championships Individual Time Trial. Men and women, if you're listening on podcast players, there'll be separate YouTube videos. I've had some camera issues. Don't even talk to me about it if you're watching on YouTube. I've also got a bit delayed on this, I'll acknowledge, because I had to go to Barcelona to pick up our dog. Uh, he just flew over from Australia and uh, a bit of a bureaucratic nightmare. So, but we're getting to it on our Friday night. Thanks to Benji for giving up his his time. But this is near him. This course it's in finishes in Bruges. It's a forty three kilometer flat TT from the men from Nockerheist to Bruges. It is pancake flat, twenty two meters of elevation gain in those forty three k's. In terms of turns, there's like eight on the course. Uh, it's crazy just long straightaways but what about the wind benji and i want you to explain as a local of this region is the wind constant or can it be actually unfair in that it could change throughout the the actual three hours they set off well, to be fairly honest, I haven't like looked in-depthly on whether the weather will change during the parkour and during the ride, but I do know that the right wind on, uh, on Sunday uh, won't be too extreme. I think 11k an hour was uh, what I read most recently, like an hour ago, as the uh, proclaimed wind speeds at that point. But yeah, I actually went to school in, in Bruges, so uh, yeah, good, good extra hint of information that has no influence at all on this race at all but uh pretty straightforward parkour most of it is done next to like a bit of a a waterway a bit of a channel and um yeah you can get up to uh big speeds there because you don't get into corners too much i think for the men's scores it goes to uh basically from knockerhest through dutzsele to damme and then to bruges and in dutzsele they'll pass twice because they go through it and then back and then go to the finish line so if you're uh Willing to take a look at the parkour, that seems to be the place where you can watch the riders pass twice, which is going to be uh, probably a better thing than seeing them pass once. And the finish in Bruges, from what I can see, is on main roads, which yep. uh, should be pretty straightforward as well. And if you don't like Bruges, you know, it's a fairy tale fucking city. Um, Benji won't get that um, one, I don't think. But before we dive into the World Champs preview in detail, mention our show partner, LaCole, who produced Performance Cycling Apparel and also sponsor the or a name partner of the Drops, LaCole British team. Their rider, Joss Loudon, will actually be riding the TT for Great Britain at the World Championships. She's definitely one to watch out for for a top 10, maybe even a top 6 result. So thanks, LaCole, for supporting our podcast and as well watch Joss Loudon keep an eye out for her in the World Championships Women's ITT. Yeah, it's a I love Bruges. Uh, I went on a five day art exhibition looking at uh, at art in the Flemish region back in 2015, which always is a bit peculiar to Benji. But the start list is pretty stacked. Actually, we've got Van Art, Ghana, Evenepoel, Stefan Kung, Cavanyar, Bissiger. Who am I missing? Ethan Hayter. Remco Evenepoel, who came third at the European Championships, ITT. No Rowan Dennis, I don't believe. So the European Champs is a pretty good indication of, well, it's the biggest lead-up race where we've had all these big names. That was 22.5K, about half the distance. Kung won that by eight seconds on Ghana, 15 on Evenepoel, but there was no Wout van Aert there. Do you think this is all between those five favorite, four favorites, Benji? Gano, Kung, Evenepoel, Wout van Aert. They're all 260, 325, 375, 450 in the betting, and then no one else is given a chance. Do you see any chance for 
long shots like Athene to or Sobrero to be getting a top three or four here? Well, in all honesty, I think that Sobrero will have a hard time doing that because I think that he's not confirmed to go from the start list I have in, ahead of me. Um, when it comes to Ghana, of course, being the lead for Italy, he's most likely the favorite on paper for many people. But I feel like we had this award show at the end of last year where we uh, spoke about who is the best time trialist and so forth. It was mainly Ghana if we looked at this type of parkour. And I feel like this year, if we would have that award show right now based on the season so far when it comes to time trialists, I cannot tell you yet who is the best time trialist in the world this year Probably. because it's been so this person this time around, this person this time around that it's difficult to proclaim that one rider is better in total than the others. And yeah, it does seem like those riders that you mentioned are going to be the favorite ones. I see Ghana doing very well. I see Anavanapool doing relatively well uh, of an odd, just like Lassia could be a, a very good rider on this parkour. But then you've got people that are likely going to be doing pretty well as well in my expectations. Like, I say this all the time when I see a time trial recently that Asgreen could top 10 this race. Uh, Kavanya will most likely do well. We always forget Kavanya in time trials. We won't forget him this time to mention him, but I just don't see them beating the big guns, per se. And Kung was really impressive in the European Championships. And if you can pull that story true to this parkour, 43 kilometers, which is longer, which... In my eyes, Kung was always the kind of rider that did well at 20, 25 kilometers and in prologues as well. But when it comes to the very long time trials, I'm a bit scared for that. And I think that again, I might be better off on a very long time trial or an Evenepoel, perhaps. I don't know. I'm not sure about the Emco personally on an extremely long 43 kilometer time trial. I do remember the one in 20, uh, was it 19, where he got second, was also a pretty long one when Dennis dominated. But uh, in general, there's a few riders that I would indeed not look after too much for this, which is a Pogacar for Slovenia. Are you surprised that Bogi's going to this one and not Roglic? Yeah, but there's some weird stuff going on with the uh, Slovenian national team stuff. Remember, there's the uh, the coach yeah. who's the Altman, yeah. Altman, who's the UADS, and he is not doing that anymore for Slovenia, and no one knows why, and... I've obviously got a conspiracy theory about it that it's related to Roglic having back problems in the in their road race in Tokyo and then um, not even being able to help Pogaccia and then being able to put a minute and five seconds into the best time trials a couple of days later. Maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe it didn't. Maybe I'm just stirring the pot. Um, but, yeah, I don't really see a chance for like the likes of Bissiger, Benji. Uh, on a longer TT, me and you love him in 10 to 15 kilometres. But I don't, I don't like him for this. And you mentioned long TT. We don't have much data on people doing long TTs because we don't see a 43K TT in, in road races or stage races yeah. very often. You know where we do see long TTs and flat ones in Belgium pretty often? Belgian National Championships. 2019 National Championships won by... I didn't actually know that. <laughs> yeah, 2019 <laughs> from Middelkerker to Middelkerker. I presume it's pretty flat. Yeah, it uh, is. Well, for now smoked Lampard and Avonapol 32 and 39 seconds into them in 2019. In 2020, it was a 42-kilometer time trial from Coxeda to Coxeda. He put 30 seconds into still trying at TT Campanarts, now classic specialist Campanarts. And, yeah, he there was no Avonapol or Lampard there. So Wafanart, he's done in his career, 
five TTs over 32 kilometers. And one in 2017 doesn't count because he was still like doing that CX stuff, whatever that is. And then the TT in the Olympics. What about that, Benji? That's the other one this year, apart from the European Championships, the Olympics TT. How much stock do you put in that? Given it's in Tokyo, it's humid. It's after the, straight after the tour. It had like 700 meters of climbing, but it is a long TT. Personally, significantly less than the European Championships because you said, like, yeah, the humidity and so forth. But it's also a very different parkour. It's the hills that mattered a lot on that parkour. That's why Roglic was able to take time on the climbs a lot. He obviously lost a bit towards the heavier people like Osgreen on the descents himself, not extreme at all. But we saw that in the way that Osgreen was passing him in the descents, for example. Here you don't have that. Here it's basically pancake flat. Like, you're going to find a bit of rubble uh, along the side, and that's going to be the biggest altitude meter of the entire parkour. <laughs> that's what uh, West Flanders is like in this region, at least. And, um, yeah, I feel like we will see that noticeably, that this is going to be a a winner that is just specified for this type of flat buckles. And that's why I'm not looking at Tokyo as much as I do for the European uh, champs, because European champs was, uh, yeah, was very low when it comes to altitude meters as well. I think it was 60 in total among yeah. that parkour of 17-ish uh, kilometers. So certainly fits more to this uh, grading. than what I'm curious about is whether Kuhn can keep that up and whether he can move on this park we're on a longer time trial that he can do it as well and uh, is there a reason that we don't have um dennis here because like dumoulin we know that he was injured unfortunately and his entire season has gone after that was it a car accident like he got hit yeah, by a car, car or something a, a t intersection he broke his wrist so dumo's oh, out which is a shame i think he would have been uh, he would have been a decent top seven for a uh, top five lock i think okay um but yeah, maybe behind Lawson Craddock, of course. But yeah, no, <laughs> I can't see any Australia on the start list. So maybe that's just a PCS thing. Uh, maybe I'm missing something. But I really remember seeing Dennis saying you're not doing world championships. And he's going to Yumbo Visma next year. That's been announced. But anyway, back to the, the main four guys. So Wealth and Art Shape this year, 46 race days. Which isn't that much, to be honest, um, compared to some of the other guys. But he's, he's just on the tour of Britain which he had a bit of a layoff after Tokyo. So after Tokyo, took six weeks off, then Tour of Britain, and he won that, looking in good shape. At the Tour de France, he won the 31-kilometer final time trial pretty convincingly. He got beaten in the Stage 5 TT, but apparently he was a bit undercooked. Other TTs this year, he won the San Benedetto del Tronto 10K Classic TT at Torreno, ahead of Ghana, I believe. But that's, as I said, only 10K. So I think, I think well, for not podium should podium lock really um but i don't think he should be favorite i still think i don't know ghana i think is being slept on benji i think ghana i've looked when i was looking through his results and tt's over 30ks and i was looking at how hilly the ones he's had to do and finally he's got a 43k one he got the home cooked imola tt last year which he gets you one but yeah, where do you see Ghana's shape? 63 race days so far this year, not been as dominant either. Are you concerned that he's not at that top level? Because I actually think his TT Olympics was good for how much climbing there was there. Yes, yeah, certainly. We looked at the Olympics and we, we thought, okay, this is a, a good performance based on the climbing we had. And we even said afterwards, yeah, this is a bit above what we expected for Ghana. We were 
thinking he might not even top five, that he would be sixth or seventh or eighth in that parkour. And he was able to get that top five. And that was a significant performance. And let's be real, he was second at the European Championships. That's not a shit result. And we've seen recently, or at least I've seen that based on the Giro, for example, that in the races before the Giro, in that, was it an ITT in Romandy or something beforehand? Where he uh, actually Alps. didn't perform. Oh, no, no. Sorry, yeah, you're right. I was thinking, I was thinking of something else. <laughs> <laughs> it was Romandy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. When it comes to Romandy, his performance wasn't that great in the time trials, and the question then is: uh, Does he just perhaps save some energy, or not not saving energy, but perhaps he doesn't dive into corners at 120 percent like he would do at the World Championships? because he wants to make sure he's not injured when he arrives at the World Championships? Or is that a conspiracy theory because the European Championships, he dove into the corners like crazy in the last kilometer? What's the point in winning the European Championships jersey when you're going to wear the rainbow bands in the next year? It's greedy. So that's, that's probably what Filippo Gana's thinking. Ask Cole Brelli, what's the point of winning <laughs> the Italian Championships when you want to wear the bloody European ones instead? Well, the European ones, when he's going to wear the World, win the world Championships. Cole Brelli, where he's going. <laughs> I think European Championships, I, I'm reluctant to put too much talk into it. Yes, I think Kung is you know, looking really, really good in the TT, but I'm wary that this is not a major goal for guys. It's it's like Burgos before Vuelta Espana. It's like Tour of the Alps before the Giro. Simon Yates went into favourite for the Giro. Carthy went into third favourite for the Vuelta because of those. They're not the main focus of these guys, just like Benji said with Romdi for Ghana. So it's all about world champs. Um, but I don't know. I don't know about Ghana's shape. He hasn't looked as dominant as last year, it's particularly in that Torino Adriatico one where he might have been sick. But Stefan Kung. Yeah, you said, Benji, you think he's better on the 20 to 25K one. I, I'm tended to mm-hmm. agree, but we haven't really seen – he hasn't had good results, frankly, in over 40-kilometer TTs in the past. Um, but that might have been the fact that his equipment's not been good. Maybe FTJ have improved it. Um, what about Avonapol, though? He's the big – he's the dark horse for me. Avonapol, European champs, 22Ks flat. What did he lose by, 15 seconds or something? to Stefan Kung, seven seconds behind Ghana. He DNS Benelux halfway through with sickness the week before and then comes back and he's doing crazy numbers. He's putting his power data up on Strava now, I think probably because he's pretty proud of it, rightly so. He's doing (laughs) insane numbers. So I don't expect a huge drop-off in his power either from from 25 minutes out to 50 minutes. That's what I think his advantage is here on these guys. He's got the 25-watt buff because he's in Belgium. Gann is no longer in Italy. How realistic? Do you think Evenepoel is right to be ahead of Wout van Aert in the betting, Benji? He's third favorite right now. I think there's a, I think there's some time trial recency bias in that aspect because Wout van Aert was not at the European Championships. That's taken into account that the Tour of Britain, there was a team time trial, but no individual time trial to boost up his numbers in the betting. And as a consequence, Remco has better odds because he has a best recent performance and it's been a while since the Tour de France ITTs and because of that I think there's recency bias in that nonetheless I think that I dare to put them relatively close to each other the only difference that I have is that I think the time trial might be a bigger goal for Remco than it is for Wout van Aert because I think van Aert is uh way more focused on the road race here and uh perhaps less on the time trial but nonetheless he's certainly going to try and go for gold because uh he selected and uh 
Belgians always ride when they're selected. Come on. <laughs> always. <laughs> Except for maybe Renko don't, don't. At, at the Olympics <laughs> or maybe even the road race if he wins the TT. But some head-to-heads that have I've looked at that are interesting. An, an interesting one, Benji, is Raphael Rice. $1.72 against Ethan Hayter, who's $2. Now, I might have just been bet down a bit on Ethan Hayter. But so Ethan Hayter is, I think, what he comes second to a Britain, big talent, British talent on Ineos. Raphael Rice, a lot of people think, who's Raphael Rice? He is a Uruguayan who won the Volta of Portugal this year. And no, he didn't. Did he win it? No, no, no he was going to win it. He crashed. I did a thing on it. He. Are you sure he's <laughs> Uruguayan? Raphael Rice? No, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think you're talking about the Mauricio guy. Oh, geez. I'm talking about Moreira. <laughs> I've conflated the two. F in the chat for the discussion. <laughs> so Rice is Portuguese. I got confused. It's his teammate on a Fapple who's Uruguayan. Anyway, at Volta Portugal, he won the prologue. He won the final TT, which is 20Ks long. But I think Moreira, Moreira was going to beat him in the TT. Uh, which is why I got confused. Uh, yeah, but to be honest, in that time trial, there was literally a guy that jumped in front of Rice, waving his hands, <laughs> trying to crash him. So I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that was in front of the that was in front of um, Amaro Antunes. So Moreira really? crashed. Yeah, okay. Moreira crashed, and then a guy jumped in front of Antunes, the W52 bomber guy, and tried to crash him out. So just, that, just fault up Portugal things. <laughs> yeah, uh, is chaotic anyway rice ahead of hater the interesting one to watch conti's on a conti team against ethan hater uh asgren a dollar 44 against cavania i think cavania is a little bit underrated there frankly uh as well as tally pagacha a dollar 28 against michael kuyakovsky i think poggy should should be what you think about up. uh carlos rodriguez knowing this is probably not his goal of the season and he selected for both the ITT and the road race, I think, at the age of 20. That's insane. Like, but he's got the talent, but it's still insane, right? Yeah, I guess. Not, <laughs> not, I'm, just, I'm just struggling to get excited about anyone. I'm just, I know this is what's going to happen. I'm going to be like, I don't care about anyone else apart from the top five guys. And then all these someone will come top five and we'll look like I'll look like an idiot. It happens every TT and these world champs. Lawson Craddock, mate. It's coming. Yeah. Lawson Craddock. Love it. Okay. <laughs> Going back to the favorites, Benji, putting you on the spot, what's your top three for this world championships TT? My top three is, uh, oh, Jesus Christ, it's heresy if I don't say a Belgian for first. <laughs> I'm going to go for Ghana winning. <laughs> Second, uh, Remco Evenepoel and third, Wout van Aert. Even a poll over Wout van Aert? Yeah. More on an effort thing. Uh, I think that longer time trials are very good for Remco because he can sustain a very hard watch for a, a very long time. And as a consequence, the longer time trials are the ones I would put him above Wout van Aert despite, yeah, they're both better on a slightly hilly parkour, I think, personally. But I don't know. I just feel like Remco will beat Fanat here. It could be wrong. I don't really. In the end, doesn't matter what I think. Yeah, I, I'm. I just. I, I want to go with Ghana. I think Ghana is the best on this course. I just. Yeah, shape at the European Championships. I think he's tricking me. He's probably tricking me. I'm going to go with Ghana. Wild Fanat, Remco Evenepoel. One, two, three. Um, and Afini is someone who I think. Ah, uh, Afini. He's better at the short ones, isn't he, Benji? 
Well, to be honest, I would dare to say that his yeah, his prologues are better as short sized ones, but I also uh vaguely remember that his European Championships in 2019 didn't he get like a good result then? Let me take a quick look while I'm brabbling on. And uh I see a result that is third, which was a 22 kilometer time trial? Yes indeed. So it's not really that long. So I don't know. I can't tell you what he does on very long time trials because he hasn't done it properly before. So uh, I would dare to say no, that it is not his favorite. I'd love to see what Jos van Enden can do. I mean, he won Chrono Donations ahead of Ghana in a very long TT only two years ago, less than two years ago. But I think that time is is long gone. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you've mentioned this, this result I've mentioned like that 20 result times before. Times, yeah. <laughs> and when Roglic beat people at Chrono Donations, I was like, oh, look at that. In 20, like 2017. Um, 99% Scarlet of the people don't know what that race is. <laughs> doesn't exist anymore, I don't think. Um, Bevan does, isn't on the start list for New Zealand, which is somewhat surprising. Maybe that's just a PCS thing. Got Scully there for New Zealand. Um, yeah, looking for, I'm really looking forward to it, Benji, because honestly, these guys are all very close. Even Wan Van Kung, Ghana, and even Paul, if he carries the form he's had, they are very close. And if, if you have a flat, like Ghana did in the Giro last TT, if you just have a little off day, if you didn't sleep well the night before, if you just, you even if one of them gets bad or preferable wind conditions, or if you draft a guy ahead of you a little bit more, that can be the difference because these guys, I think, are quite close with Ghana not looking as dominant as he was previously. But, yeah, that's our preview of the Men's World Championships TT. It's pretty straightforward, and it's just going to be a Watts test Big Watts Fest from Nockerheist to Baruga uh, on Sunday. And the women's is on the Monday, which we'll get into now, which has a 30-kilometer course, which is quite long, actually, quite long TT for the women uh, compared to their normal uh, in stage races, how long their TTs are. There's two time intermediate time checks, like 7Ks apart in the middle. And it's a very similar sort of course. They finish in Bruges, start Nockerheist. There's like five turns max, maybe four turns uh, and the start list is pretty strong as well. We've got a lot of the riders that have been doing well in TTs recently, particularly uh, Marlon Ruesser, the Swiss uh, rider who she's been absolutely flying in the last six weeks. Got Lisa Brenner, Lisa Klein, two big riders for Germany. Emma Norsgaard should do well from Denmark. Got Ellen van Dijk and van Vleuten for the Netherlands. And Amber Neven, who I think is like 47 years old. I hope I'm not. 46 years old, I apologize, for the USA. I think she came the top, crime. top six at the Olympics. Um, she's really, really good. So she should top 10 here as well. But are you going with the recent form here, Benji, with Royce? Because it's not just been the European Championships where she's done well. Well, based on uh, her performances of the last uh, few months, let's take a look at it very swiftly. She won the European Championships ahead of Ellen Van Dijk and Lisa Brenauer. Then after that... Uh, well, before that, we had Set Up Dizzy Challenge. We had a mountain time trial there with Lurton Beater there, 20 seconds only on Royster on a mountain parkour. So I dare to say that it was the mountain parkour that did it for Vlor van Vleuten and not necessarily uh, the time trial aspect to it. Then the Simak Ladies Tour, she was uh, first again on a completely flat time trial of 17 kilometers ahead of Ellen van Dijk and Chantal van den Broek-Black, the likes of Elisa Klein, top five there as well. Then we look at uh, Olympics, Van Vleuten winning on a hilly parkour once again, but a minute ahead of Marlon Royster. I would dare to say that Olympics was the uh, 
best form of Van Vleuten compared to the period after it. So I would think that Marlon Royster is the perfect candidate to win on the parkour that we have, which is completely flat. There's only one difference really in this uh, parkour is that we don't go twice through Dutzele compared to the men's parkour. And in terms of cornering, that reduces one uh, one corner near Bruges, but it's not going to be too much of a difference in terms of cornering throughout the parkour, really. So um, I would dare to say with the limited amount of corners we have, Marlon Royster is my favorite. And uh, I'm indeed looking at Van Vleuten to do quite well here as well. But I would not be counting out the likes of uh, Van Dijk, certainly for a podium. And then perhaps the Germans as well, next to your Umberneben. I think like Brenner or Klein are usually pretty decent as well on uh, flat time trials. But you have like a name out there that is also fitting on this parkour. Kiesenhofer, maybe. The Austrian uh, Olympic champion in the road race. Uh, maybe could push it top five, but I'd... I don't know. It's like Royce was so far ahead in European championships from everyone except Ellen Van Dyke. She was a minute over a 22-kilometer 22 yeah. 22 course. She's a minute ahead of the two Germans, Brenner and Klein, and then it's two minutes back to Kiesenhofer. So these are huge gaps. Van Vleuten did not do that race from what I can see. Yeah. Van der Breggen's not doing this race, nor did she do that race. I think AVDB's kind of checked out a little bit. Um from what I've seen and have been sort of riding in a domestique role recently. I think, I don't know, I don't know Royce well enough, Benji, to know whether the extra 8Ks helps her or hinders her as against Ellen van Dijk. I think that helps Van Vleuten more than Royce. Good question. I um, Difficult one to answer, but I also don't think that those seven kilometers will be the end of the world for Royce in that aspect. So I I'd still stay in the camp of Royce. Um, I would look more into like forty kilometers to see if that changes. But then we're talking about a relatively very long time trial compared to the rest of the season of uh, women's ITTs. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think. Uh, the difference between Van Dijk and Van Vleuten is what makes me curious because Van Dijk is obviously a very good time trialist on the flat. Van Vleuten, we've seen mainly time trial on the hills and on the mountains recently. So to judge where Van Vleuten will land in that top five to top three for me, I honestly don't know whether I would put her ahead of Van Dijk or behind Van Dijk myself. Because like it's pretty clear that I've I my my personal favorite for this one is Marlon Royser, but it's just based on the results you had so far. But what do you think, Van Vleuten, compared to like the flat to tears? It's hard to say because, yeah, Olympics, 56 seconds into Royce, but that course, as we said many times for the men's race, was a very, very hilly 22K course. We saw there was an uphill TT in the Ceratisip La Vuelta Challenge. Van Vleuten beat Royce, but by less than we expected, actually, and Van Vleuten was riding... Both of them were riding with a lot to gain because Royce had taken a big advantage in the stage before from a breakaway on Van Vleuten in GC. So, yeah, that 56 seconds, <laughs> that's a lot. I don't know, Benji. I feel like I feel like it's going to be very, very close between Royce and Van Vleuten. I think my podium is uh, Marlon Royce, Annemiek Van Vleuten and Van Dijk. But pretty closely between each other. What about you? 
When it comes to my podium, I've got in first spot Royser, second spot I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go Alan Van Dijk, and uh, third spot I have to say Van Vleuten, don't I? I think Van Vleuten. You have to. <laughs> and then and then the next two riders, I I don't know. Brenner uh, lock for top five, I would expect personally. Yeah, Brenner and Klein should go top five as well. Is Subalanskaya doing it? The Ukrainian, she's always no clue. She's not. Oh, she she Uzbek. I'm not having a good day with the with the names at the moment. That's not. No, she she's <laughs> Uzbek. Jesus, okay. I stopped it again. Confused Portugal well, not, uh, with Uruguay and Uzbekistan. Discuss those politics. <laughs> um, she is she's really really good. She came. She always does well at World Championships. Um, she's forty one. She got I think twenty six wins and like where'd she come last year? In the, oh, she didn't. She DNS. But she's one to look out for for a top ten as well. And I'm hyping her up. But just dark dark horse <laughs> Olga Zabalinskaya. Um, for the World Championships, TT top five. You, just, you can never count her out. Um, but, yeah, that's. I think it would be pretty straightforward and I'm looking forward again to see what well, the Swiss lock out, Benji, both Kung and Marlon Reusser. They'll be on fire. Yes, yeah, certainly. And uh, they did so at the European Championships where they both won. And True. Perhaps uh, if one fails, the other fails automatically. It's just part of the game and it's uh, the Swiss chain. And if it doesn't work out, then... Oof. So unfortunate, but uh, honestly, I'm looking forward to see what happens here. I um, I tend to enjoy these uh, women's ITTs as well, and I am very much looking forward to the road race afterwards as well for uh, both women's and men's races. So uh, yeah, we are crossing the uh, the golden country of West Flanders for this time trial. So <laughs> enjoy it while it's on the screen. I will also enjoy it from my couch because I can watch way more from my couch. Oh, you're not from- going to watch? Ah, uh, probably not. Speaking of separatist politics, there, Benji referring to West Flanders as a country in itself. Um, a bit of a spicy, <laughs> bit of some spicy action there. And I'd also been in Catalonia. A country the of farmers. I represent. <laughs> Jesus, I mean, if Avonapol, imagine if Wout if Avonapol wins the TT and Wout Van wins the road race, Belgium, surely you get a national holiday. Is cycling that big there? Like, how crazy would it be? Cycling is pretty big, yes. It would be pretty crazy, but there's no way in hell they're putting a national holiday for that. <laughs> like, football is still the most popular sport in Belgium, unfortunately. Unfortunately, uh, the wisdom of many is not yeah. at the level that we hope for. We uh, would hope that cycling is indeed the uh, religion of Flanders, but unfortunately, it's not always like that. It's such a weird season. We've still got Paris Bay to come as well in it's a crazy. few weeks, October 2nd. And then we've got the Tour de France route reveal two weeks after that in uh, Paris, which Benji and I like. That's one of my favorite times of the season, reacting to that. But World Championships coming up this week men's TT Sunday, women's on the Monday. A little bit strange, the scheduling. I would have thought the women's would be on Saturday, but that's how it's organized, it seems. We'll obviously have the road race previews coming out in the next few days. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Lantern Rouge CP to keep abreast of the news on when exactly those come out, as well as sometimes it takes longer to edit the YouTube videos for the pods, so the podcast version always goes up earlier as one full file, particularly for the Grand Tour previews and World Champs sort of previews. We hope you enjoyed this preview. Let us know who your podium picks are, and we'll see you soon. Ciao.